1: Ask Brian radio show on KHTS 1220 and 98.1 FM. So every week for people that have never listened to this show, this is the Ask Brian radio show. So we have been going on for five and a half years. Each week we try to bring on an entrepreneur that'll teach us something about business, or sometimes we'll have somebody come on that has a business background or can provide information to our users. That's what we do. We try to teach Every week. And everybody always will ask us if you've never listened to the show, why is the show called Ask Brian, since my name is not Brian? And why do I use the word letter E when you're spelling Brian? Because most people spell Brian B R I I N or B-R-Y-A-N but very few people spell Brian with an E, except for that famous group of Irish people at the pub, the O'Briens. Brian's a very popular name in Ireland. Which also has an E in it. Island. I-R-I-R-E.
2: Uh, that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and quite a stretch, I would add, as well.
1: <laughs> you have to be able to extrapolate. <laughs> what? And extrapolate has an E in it as well. So
2: Now, that one was fancy. That was just flat-out fancy.
1: <laughs> and we also have a fancy, uh, our engineer, which begins with an E, also has, her first name
2: begins with an E. What is that? Emily. Wow. Woo! Woo! Wow, lots of eat. But that's not Emily, why. Emily, so we have to congratulate. We have to congr- take a moment to congratulate Emily for being completely legit. She's graduated from intern to employee. Yay! I think that's Which a little gar- far, whoop, whoop. far-fetched for what you got, Whoa. but
1: okay. Uh, Yay! I mean, I don't know what legitimate <laughs> means, but... Uh... We'll see. Hey, she's too (laughs) legit. Well, not you, Peter. (laughs) Ooh. Well, legitimate has a lot of consequences, so we'll see what that really means.
3: Hopefully, too legit to
1: quit. Hey. Maybe, Ah! maybe, maybe, maybe legit to start paying taxes. All right, so, Mister Patrick our former engineer hello, hello. he's actually an ex engineer so that's e x so this is an e and x and an engineer so he's double e right there i'm still, an, I'm
0: still an engineer just not for this show ex
1: engineer of the s brian show fair, fair okay enough, fair enough. so without any further ado a d i e u and we're not going to get into that yet <laughs> okay why why are we spelling brian with an e
0: Well, there's a number of words that have to do with, like, kind of like the theme of S. Brian that start with an E. One of them was, well, engineer, and also another one was Emily, because Emily is the engineer, and the engineer helps run the show. Heyo.
2: I guess. Hey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Others we have is education, because we are very educated people, and we like to educate other people.
1: Well, I don't know about our education, but the purpose of educating others, yes.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. Outside of that, we have experts because everybody that appears on Ask Brian is an expert in their own field. What are you an expert in? Communicating and engineering. Woo!
1: <laughs> That's a pretty far stretch, but okay. <laughs> it's got me so far. <laughs> But we do have a qualifications to be an expert on. Ask Brian. What are those qualifications? qualifications? We used to know those in the beginning. Do you remember? I think it was like you have to have at least ten thousand hours. And how do we calculate that out? Oh, you're giving working me...
2: every single day of your life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Not Never close. having a day off. Forty, <laughs>
1: pretty much. Forty hours a week. Fifty weeks a year, because you get two weeks for vacation sick. That's two thousand. Right. times Five years. Right. That's ten thousand hours. That's what we qualify to be an expert.
0: You know, Brian, I'm not much of a, of a math numbers guy, so that, this is why I rely on you to well, help me But out. you
1: have fingers. One, two, three. Can't you add? Look the fingers.
0: Math, <laughs> math just gives me headaches. Well, let's just leave it at that.
1: Was <laughs> <laughs> well, not the best. Na- well, and, and I give you headaches. This is also fair. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is also very true. So our, we... our guest has a migraine, and that also has an e at the end too.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. I don't even think she's still here. I'm seriously. <laughs> think she's who would stick do-
3: out, <laughs> Tracy? Who would stick around? <laughs> I'm screaming expletives start oh, with an That's e. a new one wow. <laughs> yeah, But that's why
1: Just don't provide examples of those But that's why we, you need to have tenacity To be a guest on our show <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, Tenacity does
2: not start with an E. I love your But you do need <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you
0: like that one Trace?
2: I like that one.
0: <laughs> so what are the oh, E's? Oh, the, well, the rest of the E's. I was getting there. I was
2: getting there,
0: Mister. The rest of the E's were definitely enthusiasm and a little bit of excitement.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> well. Did we catch I you, you there? Did we catch? No, you? I'm trying to. I'm speak, trying to get technical issues <laughs> resolved.
2: <laughs> but I uh, want to so say my favorite one because no one said it yet.
1: Well. First of all, she doesn't know this, but one of the E's, very, very big E we have, is we're like Grease of Lightning. So, Tracy, you and I can do that at the same time. Take it from there, Trace.
2: Electrifying! Electrifying! Well, it wasn't quite at the same time, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um.
2: One, two, three. Electrifying! Uh. <laughs> oh, well, I'll oh, say God. it as many times as we need to, but we should probably move on. <laughs>
1: I don't know that we got all the E's.
0: Let's see, let's see, let's see. We have uh, experts, uh, experience, because everybody's very experienced on the Ask Brian Show of all their experts and our hosts and hostesses.
1: Well, I think you got them all. We have education. Mm-hmm. We have electrifying, mm-hmm. like grease lightning. Mm-hmm. We have enthusiasm.
0: And excitement.
1: Well, so without any further ado, how do you spell that?
0: A-D-I-E-U.
1: And why do I like it?
0: Because every single letter... In there is a vowel except for the D.
1: And it has an E in it. That too. Well, we are waiting for our guest, and her name is Wanda, and there are no E's in Wanda, but there are two A's.
3: Uh-uh. 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 I'm like Wanda, like Madonna. You just say Wanda. Oh, (laughs) I'm just looking at the profile, sorry. Anyway,
1: um, (laughs) and by the way, you do have an E in your program that you have. You own something called K-E-T-C-H, is that correct? And what is that? Yeah, catchwords, catchwords. And catch has the E in it, so we may have to start using that. Oh, my God. as Brian sure. Enough already. What is catch? Enough already. What is catch? (laughs)
3: What is catchwords? So essentially it's a texting platform that allows audiences to text for information and get that in their email inbox instantaneously. And so what we typically do is work with experts that are – They're usually service-minded, impact-driven. They really love teaching, and we help them to connect with their audiences better by offering the audiences some really cool information and using a really simple interface like texting to give it to them. And it really adds to the audience experience, but the biggest thing is when experts love to share their expertise, like they really share from their heart, After a while, they get a little bit of of a fatigue if they don't know that their speaking engagement or their podcast, radio, TV interview, like, was it really worth it, right? We kind of hope that people listened and we hope that people were inspired, but there's really no way to measure whether that particular engagement went well unless you have a good call to action. And so that's what we do. We finally, like, inspire these people to know, did they do a good job or not, so that they can continue to do a good job and uh, continue to help change people's lives and businesses.
1: Well, before we get into what the product is, let's get a little bit more into how it started. So how did you start Catch?
3: It's an interesting story because it was not Catch in the beginning. If I can take you back to 2007, (laughs) that's literally when I conceptualized it. So I was running my own business at that point, but I was at a large medical conference, and we've all been to some sort of big exhibit hall or whatever, and um, I had a, a tiny little booth, but as the, uh, this conference had like 35,000 attendees, so I want, to, want you to kind of imagine that. But basically, after the conference is over, then all of the materials, like all of those brochures and articles and such that were at the exhibit booths, they were getting thrown into the center of the exhibit center. It was actually McCormick Place in Chicago, if anybody knows it. It's huge. And I saw this pile, this human climbable pile of paper that was being thrown out. And I was like, uh, this is a problem because one, any of us as companies, I mean, I used to work for a pharmaceutical company, so we would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on printing educational material, right? But, Even as small businesses, we spend money now in a post-COVID world and also pre-COVID, right? We spend money to print up materials and and such, but we don't really know if anybody picked it up or did it wind up in the garbage. And this was like a physical representation of all the stuff that was winding up in the garbage. And I was like, this is a problem. One, we print up all these materials. We don't know if they're picked up or they go in the garbage. Two, if any of us were actually attendees, we hate carrying around that paper, right? Sucks. Usually winds up in the garbage, even if we liked the piece of information. And three, there was really no way to measure. Like, if I had three brochures, I had no idea whether somebody opened one versus the other or read one versus the other. So I got nerdy. I put my nerd hat on. And over two years of thinking through this problem, in 2009, we launched something called EcoFiles because it was intended to be an eco-friendly solution to these files of information. And so that's kind of how it started. But when I I was typically working with large companies at the time, and when I was presenting it to them, they were like, wow, this is really interesting. But unfortunately, only kids text. This is back in 2009. I was like, no, kids don't just text. (laughs) Kids text their parents and parents will text the grandparents and Believe me, adults will text, and, and they just wouldn't buy into it. It was, too, it was too early. So that was really the start of creating the platform where people could text a word, which is now a catchword, but back then it was just you text a keyword, and that's essentially like ordering that piece of information, and it would get sent to your email. You got a text saying, hey, check your email, you get an email and an attachment, and bam, You have it there so that you could read it later, you could forward it to friends, and by the way, we can measure whether you open that email. So it was like a win across the board, but it it took a long time for people to recognize that win, unfortunately. Well, fortunately now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How is it different than a hashtag? A hashtag, it's just essentially tagging something so that if people are finding that word or that topic, then they will also find your piece of content. So that's kind of how a hashtag works. But in social media in general, sometimes, like, let's say you're speaking or you're, even an interv- you're on an interview here and you may say, hey guys, follow me on Facebook or Instagram and you tell people to follow you, right? The issue is that you don't really own that lead. The algorithm owns that lead. Sure, they may follow you and friend you, but when you're posting your content, such a small percentage of your content actually get showed to those people. It's so frustrating. But when somebody texts your catchword, they are hundred percent getting your content and then now you have their email address and you have a way to continue the conversation.
1: How does somebody putting in a word in catch and saying I don't know supreme or something? How does that catch word get to somebody so that people they can actually gather your information? When you have an account, you sign up and give out your information, and by typing in that word, they get your profile. Is that how it works?
3: Yes. Yeah, so, for example, I actually put together this guide on how to transform your talk into a lead generating machine. Okay, and I'll talk a little bit more as to why this guide is is super important. So, if any of your listeners our speakers, their guests on podcasts, media, et cetera. They should really text to receive this guide, but it's, it's essentially some tips that I developed that enabled me to connect with, every time I spoke in front of a live audience, I was able to connect with and get the email address of an average of 76% of that audience. And it wasn't just the technology, yeah, an average of 76%, it wasn't just the tech, it was the strategy of how you use it, right? So. If somebody wants to get that right now, all that they need to do is pull out their phone and text to the number 411321, if you're in the U.S., and you're going to text the word LEADS, L-E-A-D-S, to 411321, and the first time you text, we're going to ask for your email address, so please provide your email address instantly, because that's how we get it to you, and then within seconds, you're going to get a confirmatory text saying, hey, check your email, and then in your email, you're going to get an email with an attachment, okay? So that's how you get the content. So you can text LEADS, L-E-A-D-S, to 411321 if you're in the U.S. Now, if you have listeners that are global, and especially when things are being recorded now and shared online, you are going to get global listeners. So we actually have our application available on WhatsApp as well. So if you're global and you're listening to this or outside of the U.S., you can go into WhatsApp. Our number is one 741 1321 741 1321 and then you text the word LEADS in the message, L-E-A-D-S.
1: Just to let you know, I actually did exactly what she said, what Juana said, and I said uh, I type in LEADS and it says almost there, Please reply with your personal email address to receive your request, powered by catchwords. Text help for help. Message and data rates may apply. Then I typed in my email. I got an email text message back. Thanks. Check your email box for four killer strategies that will transform your talk info into a lead-generating machine. You know, this is a very interesting platform that you created. How, How long did it take you to have the platform created
3: once you came up with the concept? It took me around two years to go from concept, right, and knowing that I wanted to solve the problem of being eco friendly because that was my focus at, at, at the time, and then also exploring what were all the potential solutions. And it was interesting because even back then I was thinking, like, well, texting is kind of like basic and ar- ar- archaic and, and such, but it was easy and for everybody to use. But clearly when it went to the market, then people made me realize I was a little ahead of the game that, that not everybody was texting. So it took us two years to finally you know, deliver it to the market and to make it work. We just added the WhatsApp portion of it, this year in 2022, because we realized as during COVID, as content was more digital, then there were global audiences that were listening to interviews or talks that were incorporating catchwords. And so we figured we wanted to serve that audience too. But, you know, we talked about the whole eco friendly portion of it, but what's the transition to catchwords was because. I would say around 2011, when I was running my consulting firm, after I was sulking because, <laughs> because nobody liked my baby, and I personally had spent several hundreds of thousands of dollars like working on, on this. you know. But I started my consulting firm in 2005. I was fortunate enough to, to have that money, but I was super inspired with how transformational this was going to be, and so it was crushing <laughs> to have people say, like, it's too early. And so I had to go back to my consulting stuff, and I had been speaking, but I had this one speaking engagement where I was on stage with my competitors, which were Pricewaterhouse Cooper, Deloitte & Touche, KPMG, and I had to pay $10,000 to speak on that stage as a sponsor, quote, unquote, right? And I was like, what? I (laughs) dollars to speak, but I knew that that audience would be around 300 people. It was chock full of my ideal client. And so I started sweating and I thought, wait a second, if I could actually identify who the people were that were, had the glisten in their eye, that were taking the pictures of my slides, that were writing those notes, if I could identify who those people were, then the $10,000 would be worth it. My product was $50,000 and up. So then I un- I dusted off EcoFiles and I said, "Well, I wonder if I offer my audience my slides. Like just text for my slides, right?" And that was the first time that I used it in front of an audience for a different purpose. So this is why I I like telling the story because sometimes you start in one direction and, you know, life circumstances just totally shoot you down, right? And I had lost a lot of money building this technology. The industry was not yet ready. For it, and I just kept my mind open. And this opportunity, I was like, ah, oh, what the heck? <laughs> it's a very expensive toy. And 25% of my audience texted when I first used it to just offer my slides. And that was more leads, it was 75 leads. There. It was more leads than I had in the past three times that I, I exhibited at that conference. And so that's when it was like, all right, this is something.
1: That's pretty amazing. And it's amazing because your word is the same famous word that Tracy loves, and it's not an E, and it's called pivot. And I'm going to pivot to Tracy to continue this question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she loves the word, how do you pivot your
2: business? (laughs) There's no doubt about it that if you're an entrepreneur and pivot isn't in your vocabulary, then I would just challenge Anyone to say you're not a real entrepreneur, (laughs) Uh uh right? Because it's just, um, you know, I love so much about your story, especially about you know, being an innovator is often a really common trait with and a visionary, common traits of being an entrepreneur. But that's the blessing and the curse because sometimes you can come to market too quickly and Mm -hmm. coming, or you can be the first to market, but not have it necessarily exactly right. Like no one really talks about Friendster, but they always talk about Facebook, right? And Mm so I think that your ability to, and what I heard in your story was a couple of different pivots. One was that you knew when to draw the line of pushing a square peg into a round hole because of your financial investments and the reaction to the marketplace. I recently mm-hmm. saw an interview with Elon Musk who said, you've got to be grounded in reality. You've got to be an innovator, and you've got to be grounded in reality and know when to, you know, I guess Kenny Rogers knows when to hold them and know when to fold them. And so you yeah. made a pivot there, but then you made a pivot back. So tell me a little bit about the emotional attachment around that experience. Ooh, a lot of emotions. I mean, I, honestly, I, I called it
3: my baby earlier. It's. I mean, I put my heart and soul in it, and the fact that it was something that nobody else had delivered, it was completely new to the market, right? It's harder because you're trying to hold onto an idea and a vision that people don't see yet, right? I saw it clearly. Even to this day, I see eco-files clearly, right? I mean, what, we're 13 years out, and we still don't have a replacement for paper brochures. My mission still is to deliver what I initially wanted to deliver, where it's to just get rid of that waste of paper when you're at an exhibit or a fair to be able to just text for the pieces of information that you want. It's going to serve us as society, right? We don't want to have to carry around all that stuff, but you'll be able to connect with the experts that you actually intended to and just across the board. So I haven't, I haven't dropped that vision, but wow, I didn't realize I was <laughs> that, that far ahead of the game. So there was a lot of emotion. And so when I was running my consulting firm and I was using catchwords for it, I was able to now go on presentations, ultimately get 76% of my audience texting, right? So earlier I said this guide that I share um, shows you how to turn your talk into a lead generating machine. It's because the tool was still the same, that 25% of my audience texting. But then I started playing around with how I deliver it, what do I say, how do I visually present it, when do I present it in my presentation, do I also put something on people's a card, on people's chair, or on people's desks, all of these things. And that's what allowed me to ultimately get to an average of 76%. I was able to analyze the conferences that I spoke at picked the ones that had a really really good response rate and continued to do the things that were really effective and that helped build my consulting firm to 4.2 million in revenue right so talk about the emotional connection I still felt like I was on a mission and even though my own business grew it wasn't satisfying enough for me to use this tool just for me right I was like I found something way bigger. Every single presenter here should have a catchword. Every TV interview, every information show should have a catchword. And so I I became obsessed with with this vision. And so, you know, fast forward and I meet my my husband and we get married and my consulting firm is doing really, really well. And I was trying to still kind of do something with EcoFiles back then on the side and it wasn't working because my consulting firm was very analytical, my mind had to be like in one zone, but marketing strategy is very creative and they were clashing in my head, right? And I was being really ineffective. And then it all it got to the point where my consulting firm work, I was getting angry. I was resentful of it because even though it was making money, it was squashing my ability to focus on the dream. And my husband and I had to have a conversation about you know leaving the comfort of this cash cow <laughs> to pursue this dream of making eco files and catchwords something that that was the next gold standard and we made the decision and we went through many 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 years of financial struggle as we lost that comfort that we once had but we still believed. So the the emotional pivot was a big thing. And I'm so blessed to be able to have my husband believe in it, right? Because we both were very financially comfortable.
2: Very financially right. comfortable. Yeah, and I mean, but that is amazing. And, you know, again, with entrepreneurship, you don't always have the blessing and the opportunity for those closest to you to be your biggest fans. And that's something I think that shocks a lot of entrepreneurs when they start businesses because they think that, it's their friends and family that are going to be their biggest advocates and their biggest cheerleaders when uh-uh. they realize very, very quickly in a lot of cases that that's not the way it turns out. So that is, you know, really highlighting and showing and um, that as a positive with you and your relationship because that is not always the way things turn out, even when businesses are successful or ideas are timely, it's still, there's a certain fear and threat that entrepreneurship can bring into a relationship that doesn't always bode well. So that is a Mm -hmm. a huge accomplishment for both of you. And also, in terms of pivoting, I want to carry through on the conversation about the rebranding, because it is no longer called Ecofiles. Tell me about the rebranding around Catch and how that was concepted and really the premise behind that and Where that's how that's been helpful to the new brand? Oh, well, I have a really off the wall story, so people may think it's
3: pretty kooky, but I want to establish the stage that my husband is an engineer. I have a doctorate in pharmacy. We're both super analytical, scientific people, okay? So keep that in mind. I am a creative person, I perform in musical theater, all that stuff, but we are very much grounded in data and such, right? So I started probably maybe three, three or four years ago, I met this really interesting woman who is the world's first business Reiki master, okay? <laughs> she is amazing when it comes to energy management and tapping into your intuition, all of that stuff. So I went to, on to one of her challenges and she taught us about this type of strategic meditation called shamanic journeying, it's, and it has nothing to do with drugs. It, it, we use drumming to get us into this kind of, like, meditative trance and to really tap into our subconscious to um, – see, I'm taking this in a totally different direction. I'm sure you didn't expect this, but you tap into your subconscious, and she helped us u- utilize this tool for business, uh, business solving, uh, problem solving. And so I had been doing this work for a year and a half maybe by this point, And it was just amazing how it really tapped into my intuition. And scientifically, I understand the difference between your conscious and your subconscious mind. And you're essentially kind of getting rid of the static so you could tap into that. Now, people that shamanic journey really well also tap into a higher level of energy that is beyond what's in our subconscious. And they get downloads, quote unquote, right, from the universe. Well, uh, and I'm going to tell you, I know this sounds wackadoo, I am a scientific person, but. So my husband and I are struggling because we're like, ecofiles does not work for this brand at all. People that are speaking are not worried about being eco-friendly. So what, what is the, the rebrand? We spent four days brainstorming. We went on road trips. We just couldn't think of it, couldn't think of it. I said, you know what, honey, I'm going to go into a journey and see what comes up. How
1: do you think you are doing? Are you think you're successful? And how do you define success?
3: I'm successful because I feel aligned with my intentions and so in that way but every day I don't feel like I'm successful I'm always really hard on myself and my husband has to remind me but I think it's important for us to remember that if we're aligned then we're successful but more than
1: monetary success
3: how do you define success yeah the the alignment with your soul your feeling of like your intention your purpose right and uh, ultimately I want success to be a feeling of peace and not, not feeling so stressed all the time, to be honest with you. There's been a lot, a lot of stress and, and tension, and I feel like no matter what, I have to go through this journey and enjoy the journey and not just strive for the end destination.
1: Earlier, you had given us a, a, a number or a quote to go out and do this sketching. So, How can people get a lead and, and get into the program?
3: Sure, sure. Well, I, I highly recommend this guide that I put together, How to Transform Your Talk into a Lead-Generating Machine. So just text LEADS, L-E-A-D-S, to 411321. If you're outside of the U.S., use WhatsApp and text LEADS to 1909 741 1321 And you could also check out Catchwords, K-E-T-C-H-W-O-R-D-S.com, Catchwords.com, which came to me in a journey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well we're so excited that you've joined us on the show and very excited about your the catchwords is just an amazing gift of speakers, podcasters, people who are guesting on podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, you can get a podcast version of this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It's the Ask Brian podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and we'd love it if you'd head on over, especially if you're an Apple user, head on over to Apple and leave us a review and take a download and replay this awesome episode so that you can get your leads from Ket.
1: Woohoo. Well thank you very much. Uh thank you Wanda. Appreciate it. Um uh, we'll probably want to have you back on. You were a very very good guest and there's a lot more information questions
3: our users had. Thank you. It was a pleasure, And, and to anybody who is an expert and shares their expertise, I just say, show up, show up, show up. People need to hear you.
1: And engagement is a very big thing for marketing. That's why I wanted to even expand it further. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Wanda. Ask Brian Radio Show. Over and out.